Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and Elliot is actually not here tonight. I got Matt, though, filling in for him. Matt from High Prairie Sportsman. How you doing tonight, Matt? All doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. We are two weeks away from dove season, so I can't complain much. Actually, we're less than two weeks. Oh, yeah. Less than two weeks. <laughs> what is it, 13 days? That, well, I mean, it's uh, two weeks. Yeah, 13. Awesome. 13 now, so. Oh, yeah. We are ready for it. The countdown's on, <laughs> and it's coming in faster than a, a Yeah, faster than I'm ready for, honestly, with all the all the projects I got. But by the time it gets here, I won't be worrying about any of that. I'll just be out there shooting birds and having fun. So, Hoping you'll shoot birds. Yeah, yep. Now, we've been out and about a little bit. Um, and I've actually seen, this week I've seen the first two silage fields that have started to get chopped. So we do have some, we do have some wheat fields, but the thing about wheat fields here, it seems like, I mean, they're cut so early in the summer that they grow back up. And if they don't re grow wheat in them again, then, you know, you can't really hunt those fields. So really, Oh yeah, we get, we've got wheat fields out here. And after they're cut, you know, the doves just flock to them. Like, um, I don't, I don't know what it is, just leftover seed or something, but Mm -hmm. Really, the best thing out here I found is millet. Like millet fields are, are dove magnets, honestly. Mm. Yeah, we oh. don't have a a ton of millet. I mean, is that, is that similar to uh, what's it called, Sir Sudex or no, 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 no. Surget? What kind sorghum. of sorghum? Sorghum. There we go. Sorghum. I can Milo. think of it. So that that's not the same. No, not at all. I mean, it's it's similar. It's in the same family, I believe, but. It grows a little taller. Gotcha. They uh, they like those seeds. Okay. Yeah, we have those. I've never hunted. I've never actually seen when. I don't even know when they harvest that compared to like si- the the silage and the wheat and all that. But our wheat here, um, they grow up a winter crop, like a, a cover crop, uh, over top of it most of the time uh, when they okay. harvest it. So, um, the doves do flock to it, like you're saying. But, um, you know, that's like right now or like a couple weeks ago. By the time season get, gets here, um, all that's grown up or, or it's gone. So not yeah. our best bet for doves unless you get lucky. I I think I found like this hidden dove spot. Actually, I was out scouting, I think it was last week, and um, I can't get too, I guess I can't describe it too much. I don't know how many Nebraska listeners you have, <laughs> but uh, it's basically an old pond that doesn't hold water anymore. But there's still a, just a little splash of water. So it's a bunch of exposed soil, and around it is all sunflowers. So it's like, but not super thick. So it's like sporadic, uh, you know, wild growing sunflowers. And when I was out there, just doves everywhere. I mean, it was crazy. So it's, you know, you got the hide, you've got is that, the birds. Is that the same? I don't know again if I'm giving too much information away. Is that the same place you did that till hunt not too long ago? Not a uh, couple of years ago, maybe? No, no, I've never hunted this area okay. ever. 
Gotcha. That looked, yeah. it sounds like that dove, that, that teal spot that you hunt. So, um, no, all my, all my teal spots I've hunted in the past are completely dry. So <laughs> mm. hoping for rain, hoping for rain. Yeah, that'd be good. So, um, for those of you that don't know, maybe don't follow everything, but me and Matt have been doing the race to 20 K on YouTube. So first off, first off, we did the race to 10 K. We'll give everybody the brief recap. We did the race to to 10 K last year. And, um, honestly, it's, it's honestly crazy how close we've kept it over the years, um, back and forth, back and forth on YouTube. And well, I just nosed ahead of you in time to get that, that 10 K and the punishment for losing the 10 K race was that, uh, we waxed your nose hairs, which looked extremely painful. It also looked extremely funny. It was hilarious. We got it all on video on the Flyways Collective last year. So, but this time around, wait, how how do you feel about losing the 10K? We'll just let you let you interject a little bit here. I I got too cocky last year. I mean, we're going we're going into turkey season. I think it was up about a thousand, and I was like, all right, I got this. You know, I can kind of kind of relax a little bit. You know, do my weekly video thing, and then uh, August rolls around, and Jordan's got this brilliant idea. I'm gonna drop five videos a week or something crazy. <laughs> and he used that momentum to just blow by me and it caught me completely off guard. I mean, honestly, that was, that was worse. I think is, you know, you, you think you've got this insurmountable lead and then you just come from behind and snatch victory out of my, out of my hands, <laughs> out of your nose and then out of my nose. <laughs> yeah. So flash forward a year now, 20 K challenge here. And, uh, What's the, what did we just decide the gap was? I'm up 728 subscribers right now. And Jordan's been cutting into that about 30 a day. So if we can make it to teal season, duck season, I think I can hold him off. But he's coming, he's coming at me pretty, yeah. on a pretty good clip. Oh, yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of uh, internet trolling back and forth. And <laughs> yeah, I the rivalry is, is, is live and well. We'll say that. So. Yeah, this would be a good time to mention um, all of our meme our meme war over in the Facebook group, the Fellowship of the Duck Guns. Uh, yeah, you, what's our what's our hashtag? I think it's just meme. it's race to twenty k or something like race that. Race to twenty k or something like that. But so Jordan and I and a couple other guys have been making memes <laughs> just with you know a group you know fellow group members and other YouTubers and stuff. We're just kind of having a good time over there and. A lot of good discussion just on duck hunting yeah. and uh, Elliot Trash and Southern Duck Hunters. will throw him under the bus here. Oh yeah, he can't defend himself. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have he'll have a lot to say the next podcast he's back on about all the Southern <laughs> Duck Hunters and and that whole shebang he's got going on with that. So definitely funny. Um, but yeah, so race to 20k between me and Matt here, and so we're coming into season hot. And, uh, you know, it's, it's still a close race. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's any man's game. You definitely got a sizable lead and you got a good, good till and, and dove hunting's coming up. So I'm going to do my best though, to keep, keep after you and, you know, may the, may the best man win. I hope I do. But, uh, (laughs) if not, what happens, what happens to the loser? Yeah. The punishment this year, we stepped it up a notch from 10 K to 20 K and I don't know if it's going to happen by the club. But if it does, then we'll have it videoed on the cloud as well again. Um, but it's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be um, getting your chest waxed. That sounds terrible. And I got a yep. lot of hair. 
<laughs> if you can't tell by my face. So, I oh think man, we just lost all our subscribers over there at that mention. <laughs> I think they're I don't di- want to see some dude get his chest waxed. That's I think they're dying laughing right now. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, that's the, that's the the nitty gritty on that. So, we're both grinding away, and well, here I am having you on the podcast. So, <laughs> throwing throwing me a bone. I appreciate it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the least you could do after you steal basically all my social media content. Mm. Can we talk about that for a second? I don't know if people are aware of this. I haven't had a chance to defend myself on this stuff, but if you guys, you know, if you follow Jordan and I on Instagram or even Facebook, I'll post something early in the morning, just a picture or something, and Jordan will find a similar picture of him, or worse, just take my picture and crop his head onto it, (laughs) and then repost it with the exact same caption. Yeah. He did that. I did that, <laughs> that for like a week. On. It was uh, it was it was it was getting some some laughs. Everybody was. Oh, uh, the funniest one was when I took your uh, your till picture and I crapped my yeah. crapped my head onto it. Cropped my head onto your picture, posted it on my Instagram, pretended that it was my photo completely, and then someone commented on your Instagram and said, "Why did you Photoshop your head over Jordan's?" <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Oh man! And you had more likes on that thing than I did at that point. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it was that was pretty funny. So, uh, no. but yeah, so you know, today we're gonna be talking about we're gonna po- be talking about the snake swamp again, guys. Um, I've had a crazy undertaking with this series. This series on YouTube, uh, we're through part three now on it, and people are loving it. They're eating it up. It's an awesome series. Um, honestly, it's probably my favorite content i've ever created so um but we're gonna be talking about man it's just been a crazy undertaking what i've gone through the last couple weeks on this series and um digging into that so uh before we do that though let's get a quick word from our partners and we'll jump right into it so first off I'd like to give a big thanks to onyx guys if you're not using onyx and people around you are using it then you're 100% at a disadvantage. Onyx is the easiest, simplest way to figure out where you're hunting on private land or public land. On private land, you can click on a property. It will show you the tax owner's information right then and there. You can go to their house and ask for permission. You'll get a yes or no. You'll know right away. When you see that big goose feed in a wheat field, click on it and find the, the landowner. Just that easy. Even if they live like five miles away, it'll give you the tax information. Go knock on the door and get permission on public land, you'll know where you stand, you'll know the boundaries, and you'll know that you're hunting in a legal spot. Definitely is a game changer on X. Check it out. Um, also, like to give a big thanks to Bandit Every Avery and Greenhead Gear. Uh, they carry everything in waterfowl hunting that you need from decoys to waders to camo to dog supplies. They got it all there. The one stop shop for hunters. Bandit.com. Check them out. Next, we got Motion Ducks. I'll let you. T- I'll let you take this one, Matt, since you're oh, a, a Motion Ducks that. user as well. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys, motion is important in your spread, especially when there's no wind. You don't want birds seeing a sheet of glass out there. Motion Ducks helps with this problem. It's a jerk string on steroids. It really is. There's a couple different ones. There's one with just four decoys that go on it. That's the small one, I believe they call it. And then what's the big one called? Just it's the, the ultimate one. spreader. The ultimate spreader. There we go. Uh, you can put goose decoys on it, duck decoys, whatever you want. Coot decoys, if you like running those. But it adds motion to your spread. Ripples looks real realistic. Uh, like I said, jerk, ring, jerk string on steroids. 
Awesome. Use code DuckGun10 for 10% off over there. Um, also, guys, make sure to check out Patreon and Freelance Hunt Stats. Um, we got a combo deal over there. Patreon, you, you get in on the $3 amount, then you get the Hunt Stats as well. So we got some big news, big things coming with the Hunt Stats, and we're going into season. No better time than now to start jumping over there and um, and tracking everything and seeing the leaderboards and all that go along with the, the Hunt Stats. And on Patreon, don't forget, guys, we are doing the Hunt giveaway here um, next week. So it's going to be, I believe, let me, let me just click on the calendar so I get the right day. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be August 25th, live streamed on Freelance Duck Hunting YouTube channel. Um, so all the members of Patreon, if you are a Patreon, then you are in the, the drawing for the giveaway. We're going to meet up in Kansas and hunt some birds. So it's going to be a good time. Alrighty, let's go ahead and jump in today's content. Alrighty, so the Snake Swamp series, Matt, you, have you have you caught up on all the videos? All the Snake Swamp ones I have. Awesome. Yes. So that's I that's what track of all your boat ones. <laughs> there's there's been quite a few videos. I guess you know mentioned that too. I am doing an August Blitz, something I've never done before. I'm doing like 35 or 40 videos in a row. Honestly, I forgot. I think it's somewhere in between there. And I'm like on day 22. So that's what you're talking about. There's a lot of videos coming out on YouTube. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work. Honestly, I don't sleep as much right now. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 a challenge to keep a video up every day. Um, but I'm doing it. Snake Swamp Series. We're back to that. That is the the premium series right now on my YouTube channel, um, I would say. But we've been getting after it. Getting out in the marsh, swamp, I should say, snake swamp. Um, but man, I got a story to tell you, Matt. And I know you're gonna you're gonna love it. There's some crazy ins and outs of it, and you've you've seen some of it on the videos. But there really is a lot of backstory that is involved with this as well. So, um, part one and two, we kind of got past that in the video. And part three is building the blind. So. You've had the luxury of seeing like satellite images of this. People on the podcast, listener, listeners of the podcast, they haven't um, for good reason. I really don't want to give away <laughs> the GPS locations of my new honey hole um, just because, I mean, local people are savages when it comes to duck hunting and duck hunting spots and people will do anything um, to gain a new spot. And I don't want them to even know where mine's at. So I can't give away access locations, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So even even if you had like a premium Patreon account, you wouldn't let them like ten thousand dollars a month or something. You wouldn't give them your location. Oh yeah, that would be done, done deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, for so real. I know what your price was. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to even put a price on it. This is it's priceless, man. <laughs> at this point, with the amount of work I put into it, I just want to enjoy it and have fun. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the crazy ordeal, ordeal I've gone through. So, anyways. Um, this, this marsh, there's really no, I keep calling it marsh, this swamp, there's no access. There's no way to access it. Um, easy. So we can either, I mean, you can go up a Creek that it, I don't know, or you can try to like drag it through like impenetrable grasslands. And then you get there, there's buck brush and swamp trees and you try to walk and like you fall waist deep in mud. And like, you don't know if you're going to go for your waders. And like, I'm trying to get like, just, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like how many two by fours, how many pieces of plywood, 55 gallon drums. Like I'm building a blind out in the swamp and it's like impossible to get it all out there. And so my first plan was 
to try and take a big boat through this creek. And like nobody uses this creek for boats. Nobody uses this creek for anything. I mean, water just flows through it. That's what this creek is for. It's not like a recreational use. There's nothing. So uh, me and one of my buddies, Taylor, thanks, Taylor, if you're if you're listening. <laughs> but uh, we try to take a big boat through this creek. So um, we got the big duck boat with uh, 13 horse, 13 horse, no, 23 horse mud motor on it. And we're just going after it. And we spend the first day. And I can't, I don't even know how many, how many miles, if I had to track it, if it, if it's like a mile and a half boat ride or a mile or something like that, um, we take the boat, the mud motor and a chainsaw and we try to cut down every down log in our way. And I mean, we get to the first log and like we get through it and we keep pushing and then we, we ramp over the next couple cause they're low, like at the water line. And we're just, I mean, we're making we're making progress. We're making progress. And then like we get to this like giant log and this, it takes like an hour, you know, we get through it and we're like, okay, hopefully no more like that. But it was just like, it was like every 40 yards, there was another down tree across this river. Like nobody had cleared them out ever, you know, in the history of this river is what it felt like or the stream, this Creek. And it was like just deep enough. We could get through. And some parts we had to get out and pull the boat and all that. Well, anyways, we're like, five hours in and I get on my on X and like, look at the track on there. And we're like, we're not even halfway, maybe halfway, probably not even halfway. And I'm like, dude, I think we should turn around. I think that like, we have no idea what's around the next bin. You know, we, we kept hoping that we'd find like a bigger open stretch and there was nothing, you know, Oh shoot! it was just, it was rough. And so, I mean, we're both just soaked in sweat and, and so, I mean, we didn't want to turn around. We actually said it about two or three times before that, and we just kept pushing on, kept pushing on, kept pushing on. Um, but I'm like, dude, I think we're at a losing battle. I think it's going to be quicker to come up with a plan B. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, what would you have done? Would you have tried to keep chainsawing through there for another five hours or gone with a plan B? I don't know. Would <clears throat> So would you have, if you were to keep chainsawing, would that have made an easier path in the future? Um, for like one of your motorboats, not really. I mean, yeah, it would have made it made it easier, but not um, and not necessarily save time. So, okay, so we could. Yeah, that's, that's a tough call. Yeah, we we did think it would be nice to have an access point where we can get a big boat, and but the problem is we can't even get a big boat that we know of. We don't know any way to get a big boat into the swamp. So if we could find a, a way to get it in the swamp, but right now we portage from the river to the swamp unless it's like super high water, we just portage over and um, maybe if it's high water, it connects somewhere. I don't know. Um, but we got to like drag canoes and kayaks in like a hundred yards from, from the river into the swamp. So anyways, so we decide to go with plan B. We go back. I literally, I mean, we changed our clothes cause or I did. I don't think Taylor had extra clothes, but went back to my house. Cause I, I mean, I was literally just drenched in, in sweat everywhere. Um, and we get canoes and we decide to just canoe everything in and carry it by hand instead of by the boat. The boat would have made it like one trip in five minutes. But <laughs> since we had to do it with canoes, um, I think I paddled up and down the river back and forth, back and forth. I'd get back and Taylor would help load me up. 
Um, I think I went up and f- back and forth like, man, it was like, I don't know, six, seven, eight times. And so we got everything up on the bank. We drug like <laughs> we're just so dead. We drug um, or carried two by fours and, and plywood uh, up on the bank as far as we could. Oh, I forgot at 1.2. We had to cut all the plywood down because it comes in eight by eight foot by four foot sheets, but you can't really uh, put that on a, a canoe. Could have fit it in a big boat, oh. but you can't in a canoe. So we had to cut those down to more manageable pieces to take in um, into the swamp. So, yeah, it was quite the ordeal. Uh, we were just both dead, and I think we quit like seven in the evening, eight in the evening, something like that, and call, called her a day. <laughs> Uh, I really wish we could have had those five hours back in the morning because we would have got a lot more done, but um, we were just drained. So fast forward the next day, I get out there um, probably about noon. You know, I like to go out in the heat of the day. I don't know why. <laughs> not really. Not really. Don't I don't really like going in the heat of the day. That's just when it when it became uh, available for me to go out there. So um, I got out there and uh, again, I just working hard. It was like 90 degree temperatures. Weed whacking paths through the tall grass because anytime, have you ever walked through like tall grass? Like your boots, your boots catch on everything. You're just tripping up. Like you're trying to knee high through it and then carrying like three or four, uh, two by fours on your shoulders. It's just like, it wasn't happening. So took the chain, the, the weed whacker out there with me weed whacked paths and that i mean just that alone probably took like two hours <laughs> to weed whack a path through all that crap and so uh got those paths up and then i started just carrying two by fours carrying plywood and i got everything staged up at the mouth of the swamp so it was pretty rough it was pretty rough and that was at the point in the video where i i was canoeing up to the swamp and I knew all of a sudden I had like, I felt like I was going to get sick. You know that feeling. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in my little uh, canoe and I didn't want to be like, just like having like muscle spasms and <laughs> like throwing up in the canoe. So I give it like, I give it my all like the last four or five paddle strokes to get to the bank. I'm like, okay, I just got to get here. So I don't like, like tip my canoe because I'm throwing up or something and then fall into the swamp. And, oh, that could have been a disastrous. But so I give it those last few paddle strokes to get to the bank. And literally, as I nose into the bank, I just start dry heaving. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have Have you ever done that? Not not out duck hunting. Not out. preparing <laughs> for duck hunting, at least. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Either, I guess. The only time I ever can remember doing it. And so this is going to be a, a little side story. So when I was, oh man, I think I was like 11 or 12. Um, and we did this 5K race. And the night before I was arguing with my two older sisters were running it too. We're arguing who was going to win the race. We're, who's going to run the 5K race. And like it was like a heated argument. That's all I remember. It was a heated argument to the point where like I was so adamant I was going to win. And my older sister was so adamant that she was going to win that we like took it to my dad and said, dad, who's going to win? Like, who's going to win the five case? Who do you think is going to win? And he said, my older sister, Oh man, I was, I'd never been so mad in my life. And so that next day, man, I just, in that race, I just took off 
and I ran as hard as I could, ran as hard as I could. And I even stopped at one point because I was just like, I can't keep going. And uh, someone told me, I'll keep, keep going, keep going. It was like, I'd probably stop for a good minute. Um, but then I kept running. It was like the finish line was just around that corner. And uh, I got right across the finish line and I just started dry heaving and throwing up everywhere. <laughs> oh, gross. So, but I did beat my sisters, but okay, I don't, so that's- I wouldn't, I would not have ran that hard if, if my dad didn't say that he thought my sisters were going to beat me. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So that's probably, I'm trying to think of any other time I can remember doing that. Um, and that's probably it. So from, from exertion, having that problem from exertion, you didn't, you didn't do like football or basketball practice where you had to run or two a days or something. Yeah, I did. I just can't remember ever doing that. If I ever actually got to that point, I don't think I did. I think other guys did. I remember that, the, but the Indiana football program lacking or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, definitely not. So um, we're more we're more of a basketball state anyway. Although the Hoosiers been killing it in football lately. Matt's Matt's uh yeah, Matt's in the depths of despair right now. Hey, okay, not to not to derail this whole thing, but uh, Nebraska literally got caught with NCAA violations today. Like, <laughs> it was not a good good uh, day for the Huskers here. Mm. Maybe they should go join the Big Twelve. Well, <laughs> it's they were no, but they 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 were cheating. And look at the last three years. When you cheat, you want to be good. <laughs> We so can't even just, cheat right. Just kicking them while they're down. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> a little, they're a little lackluster lately, and they're cheating. So, hey, as bad as we have been, I am still looking forward to football starting. Oh yeah, for hopefully, sure. Hopefully, we'll turn around this year. But anyways, back back to your snake swamp. Yeah. So you're so. laying on the ground, dry heaving, rolling around in vomit. <laughs> or what? No, so I didn't actually throw up. So yeah, dry heave, dry heaving. Felt sick. I lay down and literally fell asleep. Yeah, like it was like seven o'clock in the evening. <laughs> so I just felt. I laid down. I was like, I, I just need to lay down because I feel sick. You know, dry heave, lay down, and I literally wake up like an hour later to like because I started cramping up. And if I didn't cramp up, I think that I would have slept all night. <laughs> oh my god! Because this was this is the second day just going hard in the swamp, and. I really do think I would have slept all night and my wife would have been like sending out search parties. And <laughs> I was just going to ask, does your wife know where the snake swamp is? Uh, she, I don't think she could pull it up on a map. So, but she could, Man, she, how secretive you are. <laughs> she could tell my dad or something like that, you know, and he would be able to, <laughs> that had actually been hilarious. If that happened, actually it had been, it wouldn't have been hilarious. It would have been because my wife would have freaking killed me. She would have been so upset. But uh, <laughs> if I would have just fell asleep. <laughs> oh, man. Where were you? I, I fell asleep in the <laughs> we, we were worried about you. I, I legitimately fell asleep. Just I laid on my back because I felt ill and just fell asleep. And so I woke up an hour later because I started cramping up. And I, I think if I wouldn't have cramped up I, I would have just slept into the night and been woke up by a search party looking for me which would have been ridiculous but also hilarious so yeah 
Um, so yeah, at that point I, I woke up and I was like, man, I still got to drag my canoe out of here and paddle upstream. And, oh man, I'm just so freaking wasted. So I waited till, um, later that, that week on a weeknight, me and Swampman went out there, got the Swampman in for reinforcements. We carried the rest of the supplies. Everything got staged up in the swamp. And then from there, we started hauling in, um, like 55 gallon drum barrels and, um, all the two by fours started building the platform. And so that's when the video really starts rolling. Uh, we just get after it with that kind of stuff. And I mean, it took that day and then another day we were out there for, um, another good, like seven hours, uh, building this thing. And it was actually, once we got the platform on there, it was, it made life a lot better. I mean, we still had to go in, you know, trip after trip after trip, of two canoes bringing out plywood and two by fours and all that. Um, but that's where the last video ended. So we got the framing of the whole blind done with the platform. And man, I cannot tell, I cannot tell you guys how excited I am about this blind. I've never built a blind. I've never had a private spot like this where I could build a blind out there in it. And for me, man, it's like, Oh man, it's just the absolute coolest thing. So I know in the past I've been pretty, uh, what's the right word? Um, I feel like I talk up public land more than I do private land, but like doing the snake swamp series has opened my eyes a little bit. Like if you get a private land spot, you can put in a lot of work for the ducks just in a different way. You know, public land, we talk about the grind going out there. Everybody has a chance at, that's the thing about public land. Anyone could go out there and get after these ducks. Um, private land's a little bit different, but I mean, there's still work to be done to get after the ducks. And this is a, you know, this is a, a cool kind of uh, deviation from my standard kind of duck hunting I've done in the past, um, and I'm I'm super excited about it. So, so you've got this blind framed up, and you got a floor. Is that? I think that's where the video ends, right? I mean, yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but it's been out for two days, three days now. Um, so how many parts are you thinking? Like, how many parts is this series going to end up being? Four or five? Yeah, well, the thing about, I mean, the series, so hopefully, honestly, the next video is going to be the end of the preparation series. So we'll go in there. Um, I've already kind of called in the reinforcements to help get it up. Um, we'll put all the the um, plywood on the framing to kind of make that, you know, take the full shape of the blind. Um, and for I can't remember if I've said it on, on the podcast. There's There's two types of blind styles, I would say that are pretty standard. You got the standard one, I'd say it's the most common where it's got the front is all open. You have a roof that's angled back and you just mm-hmm. sit there and the, and the front's all open. It's a rectangle and um, that's it, right? That's, that's the blind yeah. super. It's got, you know, you got a wall in front of you, you got the wall behind you and then one piece that goes across the top and they're super simple. They're effective. Uh, that's, I think that's pretty much the standard blind, right? Would, would you consider that the standard type of duck blind? permanent yeah, deck blind I'd, I'd say so yeah so um this one i've i think I've, I've kind of called it like the arkansas style but i think maybe a better term is like a timber blind you always see it yeah. like you always see this type in a timber hole so it's like it's like a timber blind is what i want to call it um and it's got the roof that's over you and that's solid it's got the walls in the back behind you that are, that are in, enclosed and then the front is at like a 45-degree angle, and there's posts coming down, and there's shooter holes. So people can stand up through the shooter holes as the ducks cup into the sat- 
So um, that's the style of this blind. And I'd call that like a timber hole. I don't know why, but that's what you always see in these timber hole scenarios. Yeah. Would you agree I with that? It. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Is that what you'd call it, or would you have a different name? I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't watch en- enough. Uh, like, because when I'm watching timber videos, they're usually just standing in it by a tree. That's I true. So I, I haven't seen a ton of those videos with those blinds in them. But so, where have you seen those blinds? I mean, you know the kind of blind I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I personally, I haven't hunted out of. I don't think I've hunted out of a, either type of blind. We, I mean, out here in Nebraska, we just use like pit blinds if um, they're on private land. You know, they're just kind of buried in for the most part. Um, yeah, I don't. Mm. Well, you're not being much help here. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry. I don't hunt. I mean, I've hunted timber holes before here in Nebraska, but nothing like uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing like those Indiana timber holes. Yeah. Yeah, if you can find one tree in Nebraska, then apparently it's a timber hole. <laughs> oh gosh, I got whew, that was a heated comment section. Oh yeah, rightfully so, I'd say. Um, oh no, but yeah. So that I mean, that's pretty much the the plan is to box it in with that, make to complete the timber blind is what I'm going to call it, or timber timber style blind. Um, but one thing I'm going to do, which I think is a little weird, I'm going to actually. Um, frame it or not frame it, but put the, the plywood in on the blind, like inside out. You normally you have your, normally you have your studs like on the inside, right? You're framing on the inside and the plywood on the outside. So there's two reasons I'm doing this. So one, I can stand inside the blind on the platform and (laughs) I can screw it all in from the inside and all the ply or all the, all the two by fours are, um, pressure treated. So they shouldn't have to worry about the elements at all. Right. It's not going to, um, yeah. wear them out like you would protect them more if you had them on the inside but since they're all pressure treated it shouldn't matter um so the twofold is now i'm going to take a two by four um and just wrap that around the whole blind and then i'm going to cut down a bunch of branches and just stick them in the two by fours all the way around the blind yeah kind of like a built-in uh rather than putting like chicken wire or something up there you can just have something to hold all your brush. Yeah, that's the idea. I don't know if it'll work well or not, but we'll find out on Saturday. So I think, yeah, I think that's where kind of was going with it. Got the reinforcements called in to complete the fourth episode of the Snake Swamp series. And then from there, it'll be about hunting it. I really wish I had more time and money to dump into it this year, but I just don't. Um, We're coming into season. We're going to be starting hunting. (laughs) This blind with wood prices was actually astronomical compared to other years. So it would have been like a third of third of the cost last year, probably to, to build this thing out. Um, but yeah, because there's actually a few other spots that it definitely could have blinds at. And I don't know what I'm going to do about it yet. Um, but I mean, this thing is on barrels. So hope maybe I can push it around with a push pull, put it in where I want. It sounds like a lot of work, but you know, who knows? Maybe I'll just grab another mud motor and. <laughs> okay. So, so now the real question is, how many ducks is this going to equate to this season? This season? What I want I want to hear your best guess for the entirety of your <clears> duck <throat> season up there hunting out of just the snake swamp blind timber blind whatever you're calling it. Mm. What's what's your number? Man, your total. Yeah. Honestly, I think we hunted it out of there last year. I'm trying to think. Opener. I can't remember how many times we hunted out of there. 3 or 4 times. And, and I mean, I don't, I don't even think, 
we shot 30 ducks, to be honest. Three times. I'm trying to put it together. We probably shot about 20 ducks, I think. And most of those are two man hunts. All all of them but one. So Okay. Um, so I would be happy with... I don't even know, man. Let's do over-under, 30. I'll give you 30 ducks, over-under. Yeah, I think we'll go over that, yeah. You think over 30? As a group? Yeah. Let me think about this, okay? So, okay, so let's talk about what primary species you see out there. Wood ducks, obviously. Yeah. Get some get some mallards, right? Oh, okay. Can we change it to birds instead of... Uh, oh, do you get geese out there, we too, get, or are you going to shoot coots? Um, <laughs> we've, we've had, while we're hunting out there, we've had one flock of geese work in, and they came past us probably about 45 yards, and I didn't call the shot, so... Well, yeah, rightfully so. That's sky busting. Well, they I wouldn't be sky busting because they came <laughs> they came like they were low, like below the tree line. So uh, but then they came past us and landed somewhere else in the swamp. So but it was it was too far of a shot, I would say. So um but if we were would have been where the, the blinds at for um at Mallard Bay, that's where they landed. We were at uh Wood Duck oh, Point. Okay. So I see what you're saying. They swing right by us. And went to um, Mallard Bay, and then they heard us, and they tried to get out of there, and they actually flew right by us to get out. But it was it was like four to five yards on their exit, so we just didn't shoot. Um, but maybe next year we have we have some geese. Oh, I did we did shoot at geese on opener, um, and I and I whiffed. So so if we if we throw geese into the equation, man, I'm trying to That'd think. That would be, yeah, if if we, I wouldn't say easy. I mean, it probably would give us a few more, but I'm trying to think if we had three hunts where two of us were there and we shot limits, then I, th- I mean, that's over well, 30. Did I see that Indiana bumped their goose limit up? Are you guys at five now? Yeah. I yeah. thought I saw something about yeah. that. Yeah, Michigan's at five, Indiana's at five. I think Wisconsin is five early season, three their normal season, and five uh, at late season. So um, a lot of the... Uh, true Midwestern states kind of got a bump in oh, there. Gosh. We've been at five, so the true Midwestern <laughs> states been there way before y'all. <laughs> Fake Eastern states trying to. Hey, nobody who says y'all is from the Midwest, so. Oh, get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Me and Matt have a lot of hidden beefs, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jordan Jordan doesn't like to claim Nebraska as part of the Midwest. No, I had no problem claiming that. I had no problem claiming that until you said that Indiana is not part of the Midwest. But like when you think I, of Midwest, would, like Indiana screams screams Midwest and Nebraska is like a, a high plains kind of prairie state. Yeah, but I mean, like you talk to people out here, like we're the Great Plains, but that's also the Midwest. It's the middle of the country. Midwest, I, middle. Not when, no. not when they named it, okay? Well, I know. That's the same reason. And then, left. like, uh, Big Ten schools are all, like, the Midwest schools, and you guys kind of got added late to that. So, like, in my mental thought as a kid growing up, yeah. like, Nebraska wasn't part of the Midwest because they weren't part of the Big Ten. I mean, when I think Midwest, I definitely think Rutgers and Penn State and Maryland. Okay. Those ones got added late, <laughs> too. So, they, they got added with they got added with Nebraska, I might add. Well, they got added. Well, Penn State was added before us, like in the early 90s. And then they added Rutgers and Maryland after Nebraska. 
not much after. We it was were, like the next we were year. added solely because of who we are. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what were we talking about before that, before you derailed us, Matt? I'm sorry. Don't have me on if you oh, yeah, talk okay. football a little bit. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, you guys are going to get smashed this year by Indiana in basketball and football. So um, there's your little bit. <laughs> I don't think we even play Indiana this year. No. We will beat Michigan, though. I know Kevin listens to this. We're going to beat <laughs> the Wolverines. I'm calling my shot right now. Yeah, that's a far cry. So species in the, the snake swamp, I will say, uh, is majority wood ducks. Actually, last year we saw more green wing till than anything. I don't, I don't, I haven't been in there enough to know if that's an anomaly, but I think that the majority of species will probably be wood ducks. I don't see any green wing till in there in season. So we'll have to see, or in off season, we'll have to see if they come in in season. Um, but then mallards, I'm hoping we get some more mallards. Um, so one thing I was actually talking to you guys on Marco Polo, you and you and Thomas earlier tonight about it. Um, mallard Bay, it's got a bunch of buck brush. It's got this little, little, Buckbrush Island with a tree on it, kind of taking up some space in Mallard Bay. So I'm thinking about cutting it out. We'll see though. So, but besides that, I think that, it, I mean, if I do that, it'll make a bigger hole for the Mallards. That's kind of what I was, you know, to connect my thoughts <laughs> there. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, time will tell. Time will tell. A lot will be learned hunting it this season, I think. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to watch watch all your hunts coming out of there, you know, after all these days of hard work, you know, I'm for your sake, I'm hoping you get, you know, you guys have some really good hunts out of there and just get to enjoy it a little oh, yeah. bit. Yeah. If we get, I don't even know what'll make me happy. I mean, if, if we get like 40, 40 plus birds out of there, man, I'd be ecstatic. So, um, but you got, so you've got baby wood ducks on, camera right that's there. true yeah I, I mean i got a ton of ducks on camera there's a ton of ducks in there before i started working again hard this summer there's a ton of ducks and geese in there in early part of the season so i think honestly i, I almost wonder if me being in there so much is going to reduce the numbers a little bit i wouldn't <laughs> think so if you and, let it set you know let it set a little bit yeah i mean my plan is to let it set for like the next you didn't now you didn't go in there in april and like grab a stick and yell bang at them, did you? Because I've heard that'll scare birds away. No, I didn't, so I'm in the clear for that. <laughs> okay, but good. Luckily, no simulated hunts there, but yeah. We'll see. I, I can't imagine, like, I know everyone says that. It won't hurt, but everybody who said that's also from the Central Flyway where they don't have to worry about duck numbers, so. Oh, don't even. <laughs> so I feel like it's a little different when you're hunting a lot of local ducks instead of migrators. Um. Speaking of the Central Flyway, when are we going to get you out to the Central Flyway? You know what? That is a good, you know, um, I do have I do have a plan to come out there. Oh, yeah? Yep. Should I say the town, maybe? No, no. But how are we supposed to announce where we're going? I guess uh, we can just give a state. Mm. Does it? What letter does it start with? A state? <laughs> Just go, I'll, go go ahead and st- say it, Matt. All right. If you guys haven't picked it up by now, we are, this is the official announcement. The Flyways Collective Collab will be in Nebraska, the land of corn and cows. Everyone's out coming out here to hunt with me. And uh, 
hopefully get on some sandhills hunts, get Jordan his rooster and first pintail, <laughs> and uh, Thomas can come and clean up all the gadwall for me. Yeah. So it. No, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited to have y'all out here. I know you know we had plans for another place and it just didn't work out, unfortunately. But we'll we'll say I, it all. So we our original plan we we're going to go up to North Dakota, but due to like pressure and um, also drought drought no water <laughs> no water um and then yeah so we we decided to uh audible that and go to uh nebraska this year so it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm super excited about it i have been giving matt a lot of crap just because that's what we do um and uh yeah so i do want to go to north Dakota someday but it won't be this year uh with the drought and the added pressure and all that kind of stuff um but i do have some buddies going out there and i hope they do good so um, it'll be another year, but this year we are out to Nebraska for the collab and all the flyways members, Yumi, Elliot, Titus, Josh, I, Josh and Thomas. Thomas. So it should be a, a, a really good time. Although Matt has kind of, uh, threatened to just send me to all the, the worst spots every day. So hopefully, hopefully he has a heart and doesn't do that after my, uh, a 15 hour bus drive to Nebraska, but we'll see. No, when you're, when you come with me, I'll take you to the best pintail spots. I know just so I can shoot them out from under you. Mm. I really, honestly, I'm, I might be more excited. I know this is a duck hunting podcast, but we don't have upland. I'm super excited about pheasant. Yeah, we can, I mean, we can make that happen yeah. pretty easily, especially with a dog. Yeah. Chief's a dog. So Awesome. Yeah, we we probably have to shoot one for him to get the the hang of it again. <coughs> Excuse me, because well, he hasn't. As long as he just runs back and forth, you know that'll help. Hopefully, kick him up. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, shoot, we, we probably just gave it away when we said you know we'll be pheasant hunting Nebraska because there's hardly any places to do that anymore. So really, I mean, there's there's some spots you just gotta know where to go. Mm. But yeah. I'm not going to elaborate any further. Gotcha. Yeah. All righty. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Matt, and filling in for Elliot. Been a, been a fun chat. <laughs> yeah. You know, as much as it, as it pains me to do this, go ahead and, and let people know where they can find you on social media. All right. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all under High Prairie Sportsman. And... Also, YouTube under High Prairie Sportsman. That's and that's it. Yeah. Awesome. So I do just want to put this little disclaimer in here, guys. Some people do not understand that like our beef is for real, but is also a joke at the same time. Like it, both things can exist at the same time. And the number of YouTube comments or messages or whatever where people think this is like like we legitimately hate each other or something, or like we're. Uh, uh, I had somebody like comment on my review video saying that I was like a jealous videographer or whatever, some kind of weird. (laughs) And then a bunch of other disparaging uh, comments about me. (laughs) So I just want people to know, like we have this, like we do, we both want to win. Like we're both trying to win the 20 K race, but also at the same time, like we're, we're best buds. So it's like, like people just don't exist. Like they don't realize that both things can exist at the same time. So Yep. Just just a brief little disclaimer for, you know, 
but we still are going to keep hating on each other and doing internet troll things. But also, yeah. yeah. So there's both both going on. So, anyways, I think I think uh, <laughs> we can go ahead and wrap this one up. So thanks again, Matt, for coming on. Thanks everybody for tuning in for another week of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Matt from Hyper Sportsman, and we'll see you guys on the next one.